Welcome to the Sports Performance Podcast. If you're interested in staying healthy, becoming fitter or stronger, getting rid of pain, or enhancing your athletic performance, this is a place for you. We're excited to be part of your journey to better health. Thanks for listening. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Sports Performance Podcast. This week, we have... Tina Knight, coming from the owner of Hapa Yoga here in Chula Vista, California, in Eastlake. Uh, say hi, Tina. Hi, thank you for having me here. Absolutely. And as always, we have Dr. Nick. What's happening? And Dr. Steph. Hello. All right, guys. So we want to get right to it. Tina, tell me, what is yoga? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a very broad question. Um, yoga is, I think, what Americans kind of see it as a a physical form of modality. However, it's much broader beyond that. So the word yoga means to yoke or to unify. So to bring in lots of different elements of the body. So mind, mentally, the breath. Um, we have There can be a spiritual component as well. And if you look at it into the terms of like the physical body, the energetic body, the mental body, all the different sheaths or mm-hmm. koshas is what we call it in uh, yoga land, um, bringing it all together and bringing that onto your mat. So for some people, yoga is just a form of uh, centering and grounding, being able to balance out the nervous system in terms of meditation. Okay. For some people, they use it as a physical practice. And they might not be aware that there's something else happening on a mental or a balancing level for the nervous system. And for some, they embody and understand all of the components of it. So there's a concept called the eight limbs of yoga, and it's um, all those different aspects. So there's a there's a section that's about like the etiquette or the ethics of how we treat ourselves and others. Mm, so there's great. a code of conduct basically for ourselves. Then there's the breath work the mind connection, kind of releasing out all the busyness that happens with sensory withdrawal and then the physical aspect. So there's a lot of different layers to yoga. Awesome. That's a great answer. That's a great (laughs) answer. So a lot of our clients are very curious about this when we refer people to yoga um, or just talk about yoga in general. Is it just stretching? No, it is not. (laughs) (laughs) So what what else besides a good stretch can someone expect to get out of yoga physically? Right. So there's different styles of yoga, and that's where it becomes confusing. Because if we just use the general term yoga... Yoga might look like something that you see in a magazine Mm -hmm. or on Instagram, and so it might be intimidating that there's these crazy headstands and handstands happening. And then some people believe it's just stretching, but there's different modalities. Mm -hmm. So there is a style of restorative in yin, which is more on releasing um, the tension in the body in terms of stretching for static periods of time. But then you can go to the other end of the spectrum with something like Ashtanga, which is a very hard physical practice. Hmm. Really long holds. You definitely feel the toning and the strength building in the body. So there's a, from one end of the spectrum to the other, you can find anything in between. Hmm. Um, there can be just a nice fluid motion with the breath and the motion so that you feel that there's something physically happened, but it's happening so smoothly that you don't really feel the physical until the next day when you might feel a little bit sore or tender. But with the breath and the flow and the mental focus, there's the sympathetic and parasympathetic balancing that's happening. And that's why we feel so calm and at ease and it helps to alleviate stress. Huh. So it's okay. a perfect 
um, science of bringing so many different parts in that help balance the nervous system using the breath, using the physical body and the mind. Yeah, I think that that's interesting to me because, I mean, I, I just see the things that are on social media and kind of the, the <laughs> I thought everything on Instagram was real and like that, that was the only thing in life. So I, I think that's uh, actually very refreshing to hear that this, you're only seeing one piece of that. Right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And what we believe is that everyone should honor where they're at. So, you know, one day you might be extremely tight because you had a great workout the day before, so you might not be as flexible as you were the day before. Mm. So you have to let go of the self-competition and the competition of others. So the mm. what I find is one of my favorite parts of yoga is letting go of the ego, which is the hardest mm. thing to do. So it's not about where you were. It's about where you're going. It's not about where your neighbor's at or where the teacher's at. Again, it's where you're going. And everyone can be at a different stage in your life. So, like, some people don't even know you might be coming back from a pregnancy in a couple of months. Sure. And mm-hmm. you might be off balance or you might not be as strong as you are. So you have to let that part go because it's not up to anyone else to judge where you are in your journey. Sure. It's only up for you and to be patient with where you are. Nice. Uh, so we get a lot of athletes in here. And one question we get a lot is yoga for athletes. Definitely. Uh. It's such a great modality to cross-train in, but again, it also depends on where they are in their training cycle, where they, uh, what kind of athlete they are. So if you are a sprinter or something where you rely on your fast-twitch muscles, deep stretching is not going to be beneficial mm. for the body. However, smart stretching is necessary to get some lubrication in the tendons, the joints, and the muscles so that there isn't going to be an injury such as a tear or overstretching. Mm. Um, it would be great to do something that will help stabilize the joints with a lot of longer holds, burning out the muscles, um, learning how to stay focused during times of stress, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so breathing through, let's yeah. say, whether it's heat, a heated class, and like staying calm and collected through that. Because if you're going to be playing, you know, pro f- a baseball out in Phoenix, you need to, <laughs> you know, sure, you yeah. need to keep that sure. nervous system calm in those environments. So yoga, uncomfortable situation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's where the breath work comes in and the focus. So finding your, your visual drishti or your focus, which is a visual focus, Mm -hmm. focal point. And then if you have someone who's, let's say a linebacker or something, you know, having that flexibility and because they do have to get in some pretty deep positions, you have to have that strength and stamina to be holding Mm -hmm. down, Mm -hmm. but then also quick enough to kind of move around, but not hurt their joints again, because of all the weight that they might be carrying on the body. So I feel yoga is a really amazing modality to cross train with physical. And I've also seen it where people do improve in their performance by yoga. And and so is there a specific uh, class for people who are, and I feel like the label athlete is intimidating to mm-hmm. some people, right? So for active individuals, right? Mm-hmm. So are there classes more tailored to like uh, of classes of yoga or the style that are tailored for people who would be considered athletes or very active people? Yes. So there's a modality there. It's not always offered at lots of studios, but, um, I always think that a vinyasa class is a great Mm. class because there's the strength and the mobility and the flexibility that happens in a class. Mm -hmm. And then a modality Mm. that I'm trained in called yoga, Mm. which is a style of yoga that was specifically created for professional athletes. Okay. So Uh. many professional teams have adopted this practice and um, it has been proven to to help reduce injury, to help with... uh, 
flexibility over the time, but again, it's flexible for the athletes that may not be in a deep stretching type of That's uh, really cool. So what makes yoga different from some of the other classes or other modalities of yoga? Um, The one thing about it, it's not intimidating. We're not using the Sanskrit language or the Indian ancient language, so it's more accessible. Sure. Uh, Uh, We're using more... anatomical direction so we'll you know talk about the muscles and the bones so hopefully the athletes are aware of those body terms that their trainers are also using um we get into a really deep core lock so we can activate the transverse and the pelvic floor awesome Um, so it's it's when when we practice it later today you'll notice that it's a little bit more just like functional training all right tina's taking us through a (laughs) yoga class uh today and stephanie's not joking (laughs) <laughs> i've been waiting all day to say that <laughs> so I, I actually um have a question just and this is more of, of how what do i relay to uh, my clients so someone who is participating in um, a sport or someone who's active um in their workouts how often do you think they should go to yoga whether that's weekly or monthly um to get the benefits that yoga can give them both physically and kind of uh relaxing the nervous system i'd say a minimum of one time a week okay twice a week preferably that's what i that's that's in in my life that's what i have seen work best for me so that actually makes me happy (laughs) (laughs) is it what about duration is it i mean most classes are about an hour yes okay so so two hours a week basically I believe so, but even if you can get in 15 minutes of spine movement, so uh, flexion, extension, yep. twisting, lateral flexion, extension, just keeping your spine rotated and balanced is really important, and then just breathing exercises Jeez. too. So, I mean, you can do yoga in the car just by keeping your shoulders rolled up, you know, working on your posture yes. and breathing, yep. um, you know, stretching out the hamstrings for athletes keeping a soft bend into the knees i mean there's just times you can sneak it in throughout the day um i'd say for the full benefit though an hour class would be ideal Mm -hmm. but even if you can get a little bit in every day would be great perfect and since we deal a lot with injured people um they often ask us uh can they go to yoga while they're injured so a lot of people like for example i've had a lot of people with shoulder injuries or um hip injuries and they're afraid to go because they're like, I'm not going to be able to do this position. So what advice do you have for our clients that are dealing with an injury that want to participate? So we provide modifications using blocks or bolsters. Um, We will help modify hand positions or shoulder positions. We also ask that they honor their body. So don't, again, releasing the ego and only going to a position that feels comfortable. You might have to skip some poses. Mm -hmm. Um, what we recommend at our studio, if there's a wrist or shoulder injury, we have a style that's similar to a Bikram series, and you're only actually using your hands about two poses throughout the class. Nice. So um, I usually ask people who have that, that they're still recovering or rehabbing to just skip a vinyasa class where you're going to be on your wrists or your arms quite a bit throughout class. Um, anywhere where we see like a spine injury, uh, gentle yoga and our yin yoga is the best place to start there because it's limited amounts of um, asana or poses and you're holding things for longer and you're just taking your time and you're moving slowly 
Awesome. So I guess it would depend again on the injury type. Sure, of course. But the teachers um, should be able to provide modifications. And you'd recommend those people talking to the teachers yes. before class so the teacher knows what's going on. That's really important um, that there's that time between class so arriving early yep. so that there's that communication. Now, it's a, you know sometimes students are late or even teachers are late. Yep. So being able to like be comfortable to call the teacher over in like a, a whisper so there's not an interruption of class and just communicating what's going on yeah. is important. Because I have heard... Um, you know, somebody might have an injury and the teacher wasn't aware and then they're giving a hands-on adjustments and kind of getting them into the post deeper and it might create a pain or an injury. So it's sure. important yeah. to have that communication. So, yeah, to be able to communicate with that person. Mm-hmm. That sounds very specialized. I mean, as physical therapists, that sounds like amazing, right? Because, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. our biggest concern is that we we provide advice and sometimes we're not specialists in that area, right? Mm -hmm. So I I don't do yoga, (laughs) you know, twice a week or whatever it may be. Super excited to try to see you do a downward dog today. I'm going to master that thing. (laughs) I don't even know what that is. So uh, I I think that it's it's always uh, great to hear that there's a lot of clinicians or specialists within their respective fields trying to provide modifications obviously for the client's benefit right because mm-hmm. i think the the thing that we battle the most is how do we keep clients moving forward all the time despite injury despite ankle pain shoulder pain back mm-hmm. pain how do we keep you moving how do we keep you training because the mental side yeah. of being healthy is so powerful and if injury comes in and it stops you sometimes we don't i don't have all the knowledge i don't know the poses or positions right. and having resources like yourself is so empowering mm-hmm. to that client so i think that's huge and that's helpful now are all studios very similar like will you find people who are able to modify and do those kind of all around I would say no, just from my experience of, you know, interviewing instructors over time. It depends really on each instructor's training background, Mm -hmm. how much they pay attention to the anatomy and Mm -hmm. the injury side. So it would really depend on where they were trained and how much continuing education that they Uh, did. They also might be working in a studio, let's say that is not exposed to lots of injuries, I so see. they might not ever have the practical experience to practice it. So even though they learned it, it wasn't yeah, applied. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you have instructors who are specialized in mm. yoga therapy wow. in terms of working with um, people who are prone to injury, I had no idea. elderly, chair yoga. So there's different um, trainings out there. But it's great for you that you guys have, you know, a yoga instructor on your staff or <laughs> exposed to, you know, having yeah, an affiliation yeah. with me so that <laughs> we can start bridging the gap between physical therapy or medical modalities yeah. and yoga. Because I feel the same way you do. I would love a physical therapist on my staff and team sure. to make sure that all of my teachers are actually doing sure. everything safely mm-hmm. or learning how to instruct modifications properly i'm actually very oh, frustrated wow. i'm frustrated with dr nick right now for not sharing this information <laughs> earlier <laughs> you do all these things i didn't thing. i didn't know these things and this is why yeah. we we like having uh guests on here so uh tina thank you so much uh for coming in uh real quick tell us about your business and your company because i feel like you are a magician and you're doing things <laughs> that people want to know about right so what, do, what is you. what are you up to so I own Hoppa Yoga and Fitness. We have two locations. One is in Mission Valley, San Diego. One is in East Lake, right mm-hmm. down the street. 
Uh, we specialize in different modalities of yoga, and then we have fitness classes, bar, sure. mat Pilates, hot Pilates, sculpting classes, and boot camp classes. Oh, fun. And then we also have child care. So we also have this family dynamic wow, of offering nice. child care and kids classes so That's that families, yeah. <laughs> you know, we huge. try to limit the excuses to not get in to, to work yes, on the body. Well and that's so important. That's yeah. so important. I don't know if you heard, there's childcare there. I just want to reiterate. <laughs> childcare. And we um, now are a franchise, and we just signed on our first franchisee last week. So uh, we're congratulations. growing. Congratulations. congratulations. Where is it? We don't know yet, but okay. maybe Point Loma or somewhere off like the 15 corridor. Awesome. Oh, cool. Good for you guys. So, Tina, thanks again for doing uh, for uh, coming on board and, and helping our staff uh, enrich our knowledge about uh, yoga. So, uh, if you guys want to learn more about Tina and awesome things that she's doing, we're going to go ahead and provide her website and all her social media links uh, below this podcast. Again, Tina, we appreciate you. Uh, I don't know how cliche this is if I say namaste. Yeah, you say hey! <laughs> I did one thing right today. Yeah. Namaste, thank you. Thanks, guys, and thanks for tuning in to the Sports Performance Podcast. Thank you.